afternoon, America. Welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. Thank you for listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm pretty upset today. I'm upset with myself uh, because I missed an anniversary yesterday. Now I get it. Uh, I'm not going to hit every anniversary. Uh, but um, this anniversary, it, well, it, it's important. It's an important American anniversary. And it's, I don't know, it's probably obscure, and I like to take obscured anniversaries into history class, and I I just, I just missed it, but that's okay. That's all right. We'll get it today. You know, many of my, my Facebook happy birthday remarks are belated. Just, you know, I'm not on all the time. And when I get on and I see so-and-so had a birthday three days ago, I'm bummed out I missed it. So I say happy belated birthday. So that's what we have today. We have happy belated anniversary. It's an important one, though. So we uh, we want to dive into it. And I am going to refer to the American Patriots Almanac, Almanac for this anniversary. It was yesterday, February 27th in the year of 1776. When the Gadsden flag first flew on a Navy ship. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the newly established Continental Navy was at sea on its first operation. It was an expedition to the Bahamas. No, not for a pleasure cruise, not to relax in the sun, but to capture some badly needed munitions. Yep, they needed some ammo. And they were on a mission to the Bahamas to grab some ammo. The flagship of the little fleet flew a new ensign presented by Christopher Gadsden of South Carolina. You guessed it. It was a yellow banner emblazoned with a coiled rattlesnake and the phrase, don't tread on me underneath it. Uh, the rattlesnake was a favorite emblem during the Revolutionary War. In December of 1775, actually, Benjamin Franklin published an essay in the Pennsylvania Journal under the pseudonym An American Guesser. And in this essay, yeah, he talked about the rattlesnake. Here's what he said. I observe on one of the drums belonging to the Marines, now raising, there was painted a rattlesnake with this motto, with this modest motto underneath it. Don't tread on me. Franklin, uh, uh, you know, he, 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 he was commenting on this. He, he made note of this. This is interesting. This rattlesnake with the motto, don't tread on me. He noted that the rattlesnake's eye excelled in brightness, that of any other animal, and that the rattlesnake has no eyelids. She may therefore be esteemed an emblem, according to Franklin, as one of vigilance, an emblem of vigilance. She never begins an attack, nor when once engaged, does she ever surrender. She is therefore an emblem of magnanimity and true courage. Did you know that about the rattlesnake? Did you know that uh, its eyes were lidless? I mean... Um, uh, you know, and it, uh, 
it 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 only um it only attacks when provoked and according to franklin i mean once it goes it's going to go and it's not going to stop until it's achieved some some victory so the warning here is don't tread on me because if you tread on me uh then we're going to go around and 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 that's how these guys felt now why is this important it's uh do you do you recall the the incident last summer oh i think it was august and i think it was in colorado do you remember that that little boy i don't know was he 10 11 12 and he he's got a backpack that he takes to school um you know one of the public i think it was a charter school in colorado but it's a public school and on his backpack he has the Gadsden flag. He has a patch of the Gadsden flag. And remember that teacher? Uh, just, just, oh man, hang on, I got to pull this up. I, I just, we, we have to revisit this because it's so rich. Uh, here it is. Uh, this is from Fox News. An employee for the school said via email that the, the, the Gadsden patch flag was, quote, disruptive to the classroom environment and has origins with slavery. All right. Now I just I just read to you the origin of of, of the Gadsden flag. Was there any mention of slavery in, in Gadsden's origin story? No. Uh-uh. Not one at all. But you've got this teacher in Colorado who, who says that this this little eleven year old boy with his backpack with the Gadsden flag patch on it, is disruptive to the classroom environment because the Gadsden flag has its origins in slavery. Uh, luckily for us, though, um, uh, Mom it was videoing the conversation when the teacher you know, told the boy that she was kicking him out of class. Okay, she, and, and if you remember, I mean, you've probably all seen the video. I think within uh, two or three days, it had almost 9 million views. This thing was crazy. Uh, the video opens with the little boy. His name's Jaden. His mother and the unnamed school administrator. And they're sitting down for a meeting in her office to discuss the child's dismissal from class. The administrator says, quote, So the reason that they do not want the flag the reason we do not want the flag displayed is due to its origins with slavery and slave trade. Um, now, a clueless parent, uh, uh, a cowardly parent, a parent without courage or competence would have said, oh, okay, well, sorry, sorry, Jaden, I guess we, we got to take your backpack home and and, and take that patch off of it. Uh, this mom did not do that. Jaden's mother pushed back. She said, yeah, uh, it has nothing to do with slavery. Uh, it's, it's the Revolutionary War patch that was displayed when, when they were fighting the British. And she asked if maybe the woman was, was mistaking the Gadsden flag for the Confederate flag. Because uh, this mom is, is, she knows what she's doing. And then, of course, you know, the school has to to backtrack and, you know, they have to send out emails and they have to, you know, say they recognize the historical significance of the Gadsden flag. 
Um, and this incident is an occasion for us to reaffirm our deep commitment to a Oh, okay. I'm, oh man, I am reading this directly from, from the, from the quote. This was the email that the charter school put out. It said, oh, this is rich. The Vanguard school, this is the charter school, recognizes the historical significance of the Gadsden flag and its place in history. This incident is an occasion for us to reaffirm our deep commitment to a classical education in support of these American principles. Do that. I, I missed this the first time around. Does this school think it's providing a classical education when, when it has a teacher and an administrator kicking a boy out of class for displaying the Gadsden flag, accusing that the flag of being associated with slavery? Uh, no, that's that's not a classical education, but yet this incident is an occasion for us to reaffirm our deep commitment to a classical education. Okay, um, that is hilarious. It's very funny, uh, very funny indeed. It's not a classical education. Now, now, why are we bringing this up? This is an important. Uh, it's an important lesson because this has to be even today. This has to be our model. Don't tread on me. If you do, then we're going to go around. That's got to be our model. It has to be our, 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 our commitment to this country. It has to be our commitment to the historical founding values that are the foundation of this country. It, this has to be our commitment. The Gadsden flag... Uh, I think it just has to be our model. Now, I say that because uh, in California, last uh, last summer, if you will recall, we, we talked about this uh, school in, uh, let me get the name right, the school district is, uh, district is Temecula, Temecula Valley. Now, if you recall, this is the district that uh, Gavin Newsom fined, uh, I think it was one and a half million dollars when the school district declined to adopt the California state endorsed social studies curriculum, uh, ed which included references to LGBT activist uh, Harvey Milk. Do you recall that? We, uh, we covered it. Well, this is, this is one of the, the school districts in California, which also banned uh, critical race theory. Uh, and what, what else did they ban? They, they banned, um, oh, oh, that's right. They, they said that they were going to notify parents if a student wanted to, you know, change genders. So uh, the school district was sued. Uh, sued by a teacher, you know, some parents, some students. Uh, well, this past week, just a couple of days ago, uh, a judge has allowed a parental notification policy and ban on critical race theory enacted by this Board of Education in the 
Temecula Valley Unified School District to stand during trial in his February 23rd ruling. So uh, the um, the plaintiffs wanted, you know, while this case was going to trial, the plaintiffs wanted the, the school's ban on critical race theory and parental notification to be lifted. Uh, you know, the, the 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 plaintiffs wanted to be able to uh, teach critical race theory while the trial is happening. They wanted to be able to uh, hide, you know, secretive things from parents while the trial is happening. And this judge said, uh-uh, sorry. And, and you've got to hear what this judge said. Uh, judge Eric Keene, uh, we are keen on Judge Eric Keene. All right, that might be the last pun of the day. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Riverside County Superior Court Judge Eric Keene denied a request for a preliminary injunction in this lawsuit, uh, mandating school personnel inform parents if students change their gender. Additionally, the ruling lets stand the prohibition on teaching critical race theory, an ideology that divides people into oppressors and oppressed based on race. Oh, this is fantastic. This is what uh, the attorney for the school district said. Uh, this is a win for common sense, parents, and the safety of students. The attorney's name is Robert Tyler. Uh, he said, uh, Temecula Valley is committed to providing a quality education, free from political agendas and free from dishonest and divisive curriculum. This ruling allows the district to continue implementing these sound policies. All right, so here's some background. Last year, uh, the lawsuit was filed by local teachers, uh, the teachers' union, uh, some students, parents, and as plaintiffs, they argued that the district seeks to eliminate any concepts that conflict with the board members' ideological viewpoints, including the history of LGBTQ rights movement and the existence of racism in today's society. All right? That's their claim, that this district wants to eliminate uh, any any thought that disagrees with the school board, okay, and their ideological viewpoints. And their viewpoints don't want to discuss the history of the LGBTQ rights movement or the existence of racism. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, the lawsuit was filed in August, and it claimed that the board, the school board's ban on critical race theory was ambiguous. And they also claimed it violated the California Constitution's assurance of a fundamental right to education. All right, this is rich. This is rich. Uh, the plaintiffs believe that the ban on critical race theory and the ban on um uh, keeping parents in the dark about about what their kids want to do in terms of gender identity. They, they claim that these bans violate California's constitution, which assures 
the citizens of the state of California a fundamental right to education. <laughs> oh, man. I just, oh, it's rich what these people come up with. Oh, okay, all right. But, but, but here's what, oh, you're going to love what the judge has to say. I, I mean, this, where did we find this judge? Who is this again? This is Riverside County Superior Court Judge Eric Keene. All right, this guy, his comments are just, uh, they're stellar. This man is not, this man is not rolling over. All right, I, I think, you know what? I, I wonder, I wonder if Judge Eric Keene has the Gadsden flag hanging somewhere in his garage. Uh, I, I, I just get the feeling, I get the impression that Judge Eric Keene has got the Gadsden flag hanging somewhere. Uh, yeah, you know, just the the comments here. Okay, listen. Uh, the the judge stated that he found no ambiguity in the board's ban. And 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 here's what he wrote: A person of ordinary intelligence would have a reasonable opportunity to know what is prohibited, as what is prohibited is set out specifically in the resolution. Oh, wow. A person of ordinary intelligence. Uh, so is he saying that the plaintiffs here are individuals that do not possess ordinary intelligence? That's what it sounds like. I mean, it, it is. That's just that's just the way it sounds to me. Oh, I love it. Okay, I tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna pick up uh, more of this story on the other side of the break, but we're up against it. Uh, so we'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them. From improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite, and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. 
Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bone. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. And no matter how you're listening, we're just happy that you are. Uh, whether you're listening in your kitchen uh, at americaoutloud.news on the world-class media player or in your car while downloading the app. Well, you're not downloading the app while you're driving. You've already downloaded it uh, for your iPhone, your Android, or your Alexa. And you're listening, perhaps live on the app. That's how I like to listen. I like to listen to America Out Loud on the app. Or or maybe you're on iHeartRadio. Or maybe, you know, you're listening to this weeks from now in, in podcast form. It doesn't matter how you're listening. We're just happy that you are. Thank you for being there. Okay. Uh, yesterday was the anniversary of the Gadsden flag. And uh, yeah, we're taking the motto from the Gadsden flag, don't tread on me. And we're, we're applying it to this uh, Temecula Valley Unified School District in California. Uh, we are proud of the school district. We're proud of the school board. We're also applying it to the judge. Uh, okay, I don't know the judge. Uh, but but this man seems like he's got a a reasonable, logical, well thought out head on his shoulders, and I, I predict that he might have the Gatson flag hanging in his garage. Okay, I, I want to read to you his comments in context. All right, now again, the um, if uh, just to just to recap quickly, segment one, uh, Temecula Valley. Unified School District. They they banned critical race theory, and they also uh, went against the state of California's policy of not notifying parents if if a child wants to change their gender. These guys have gone against that policy, and they're like, no, 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 we're notifying parents. We're banning critical race theory, and we're notifying parents if Johnny wants to be Janie. It's just that simple. So. Of course, there's a lawsuit. Uh, the who's going to sue them? The teachers' union, the local teachers' union. I mean, we talked about the teachers' union yesterday. We talked about how despicable they are. The teachers' union sues the school board. Teachers, uh, some parents, some students also climb on board the lawsuit, and they claim that. Uh, um, that the ban on critical race theory was ambiguous and that it violated California's constitutional assurance of a fundamental right to education, all right? Because they're banning this education of critical race theory. It's a fundamental right. And these students in California are being denied their fundamental right of education because this, this evil school board won't let us talk about critical race theory and how horrible America is and slavery and, and how awful it is. Oh, okay. All right. So that's their claim. The judge says, well, I got to read this again. This is so great. The judge says, a person of ordinary intelligence 
would have a reasonable opportunity to know what is prohibited and what is prohibited is set out specifically in the resolution. Okay, so it's it's clear. What's prohibited in this resolution is critical race theory. A person of ordinary intelligence would be able to figure this out. The judge doesn't stop there. He says, theories such as these and others banned by the resolution, which are precepts taught within critical race theory, would seem to lack any legitimate pedagogical concern and would not be reasonably related to legitimate educational concerns. Holy smokes. This judge, this uh, Eric Keene, he just smacked these, these plaintiffs into left field. I mean, he smacked them into last week. Uh, I mean, he said, look, anybody who's, who is, uh, has an ordinary intelligence, you know, could see that this, that, that, that the board's res resolution bans critical race theory and that critical race, th critical race theory seems to lack any legitimate pedagogical concern. All right. Pedagogy, Greek, it means instruction. It refers to actual educational teaching. And this judge is saying, in critical race theory, there, there's there's no there's no education here. And then he goes on and 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 gets, I guess, you know, more in everyday language and says, it would not be reasonably related to legitimate educational concerns. There critical race theory, there's there's no education in it. This is a judge. This is a county superior court judge in Riverside, California, who just made the, the statement that critical race theory has no educational value. And a person of ordinary intelligence can figure this out. Well, well, what does that tell you about the left? What does that tell you about the ordinary intelligence of our friends on the left. Well, it tells you a lot, at least in the opinion of the judge. Uh, at least one local teacher, however, was pretty upset about this. Um, it, 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 here's what she said. As a teacher, my role is to introduce my students to a broad range of viewpoints so they can learn to think critically and form their own opinions about the world. I mean that okay. I, I don't have any any qualms with that. As a teacher, you want to present a broad range of, of views. You want your students to think critically about this broad range of views. You want them to to form their own opinions about the world. But but you're not doing that as a teacher when you teach critical race theory. You, you are you are very narrowed. You are narrowed in on one point of view. And that point of view is America is evil. America is racist. America was founded on slavery. And America will always be evil. It will always be racist. It will always be founded on slavery. And there's nothing you can do or, 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 or you know, or change it. Okay, this is a very narrow-minded approach. But, you know, just like a good liberal 
communist Marxist, this teacher says uh, th that, that she's doing something, but she's doing the exact opposite of that something. Uh, I mean, that's what the left does. They say, we're going to do X, but X is actually defined as Y. Okay, but, but she wasn't done there. She continued. She said, this ban has created a climate of fear in our classrooms. Oh, boy. Wait, so the, the ban that you can't talk about things that are divisive, that you can't uh, put students into two groupings of, of a class of oppressed and a class of oppressors, that ban has created a climate of fear in your classroom? Well, what are they afraid of? Or are they afraid that they're not going to be oppressed anymore? Or are they afraid that, that there aren't going to be oppressors next to them anymore? Oh, but, but she wasn't done there. She said, not only has the band created a climate of fear in our classrooms, it's preventing my students from learning about the history and diversity of our nation. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's preventing your students from learning about the history in the way you want to teach it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because guess what? Uh, students are going to learn about history, and they're going to learn about the diversity of the nation without your racist slant or your, your racist perspective tainting uh, the, the actual history. That's what you're upset about. You, you're, you're, you're a crybaby and you're upset and you're crying like a little baby because you can't uh, present your racist view of the country. And then you can't create little racists in your classroom. That's the truth of the matter right here. Uh, but the judge dismissed your argument, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. He dismissed it, but he didn't stop there. Oh, my friends, listen, it continues. Regarding the parent notification policy, the judge stated that it applies equally to all individuals, thereby invalidating the plaintiff's claim of discrimination. All right, the plaintiffs say that they're, uh, that this ban uh, on um, not notifying parents is discriminatory. It discriminates against LGBT kids who don't want their parents to know that they're changing gender. But this judge is pretty smart. Uh, he says, sorry, it applies equally to everybody. Everybody's parents are going to be notified. Um, it invalidates your claim of, of discrimination. Here's his direct quote. Keen said, the policy is gender neutral and does not expressly single out transgender or gender non-conforming students as it applies to any student's request to change their school official or unofficial records because that, that, that's the rub right there. Any student that wants to change their record, their parents have to be notified, whether officially or unofficially, uh, it, 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 about anything. This judge is... Holy smokes, uh, uh, he, uh, holy smokes, he's a smart man. Smokes and smart are now smarks. Uh, we love this guy.
And I just, uh, I just picture him with a Getson flag in his garage. Uh, okay. Um, the same judge. This is and this article I'm referring to, by the way, is uh, I think it's out of the Epic Times. You know, we love the Epic Times around here. Uh, the same judge rejected two dismissal motions by the defendants a week before the ruling. Uh, you know, so the, the defendants in this case, which would be the school board, wanted the case dismissed altogether. But the judge rejected it. And you're thinking, oh, man, this judge didn't reject their, their motion to dismiss. Uh, he's not going to be he's not going to be kind to this school board. Um, but in reality, it was a good move. I don't think that the school board should have offered or wanted to dismiss because by keeping the case active, but you know, by, by keeping the case intact, in uh, we now uh, allow for discovery at a potential trial. There's now discovery that's available. Oh, see when there's discovery? Mm, 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 mm. That just makes everything better. Because now you can discover things uh, about the plaintiffs. You can you can discover what's truly at the heart of their motives. This judge, I'm telling you what, uh, he um, he said to ABC Seven here, which is the local uh, the local ABC affiliate. He said it's a very interesting topic. I'm fairly certain it's not going to end here. It's going to move up the system. Uh, this is a smart man. He, he wants to see this thing progress, and it should progress. Uh, we're going to have to, to, to get an answer here. And it's interesting that the judge's comments about critical race theory in regard to that it's basically an illegitimate uh, pedagogical concern, uh, meaning there is no uh, educational value in it at all. Because, you know, remember that the plaintiff's complaint was that the ban on critical race theory violated uh, the assurance of a fundamental right to education in the state of California. And the judge is saying, yeah, it doesn't because there's no educational value here. That's an important point because if, if we can determine legally, I mean, if we, if we have a court that has the gumption to determine legally that there's no educational value in critical race theory. My friends, we're in a position to crush this thing. Uh, this is this is good. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to get that far, or if, or if critical race theory is going to be crushed on those merits. But this is good. I mean, we're happy with this. This is an honor and a celebration of the Ganson flag. You know. I'm kind of glad that I forgot the anniversary of the Gadsden flag yesterday because, you know, here we are a day, a day later, and we still get to celebrate it. Um, so, of course, the uh, the plaintiff's attorney, you know, she's upset and she's going to cry. She says, we obviously disagree with the court's ruling today. Frankly, it puts Temecula in the same league as Texas and Florida with respect to censorship on ideological grounds. 
All right, all right, all right. Good for to good for uh, Temecula. They want to be in the same league with Texas and Florida. That's right where they want to be. And no, no, there's no censorship on on uh, ideological grounds. We just don't want things of uh, things that don't have educational value to to pose as as education. That's the point. I, I mean, you can have your idea. I, I, ideology, I can't even say the word right now. I'm so mad. You can have your 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 ideas about it all day long. But don't try to pass your stupid ideas off this actual education that we then are forced or required to teach our kids because there's zero pedagogical value in it. Oh, that language. I just, I love it. This judge, I just love this judge. Zero educational value, zero pedagogical value. Uh, this is a big deal, my friends. This is a big deal. Now, now here's the other thing. Uh, this is what the left does. When they don't get their way, then they cry and complain, and uh, they 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 start a, a recall petition. And that's what they're doing here to the school board president, Joseph Kamraski. Uh, he's facing a, a recall election in July. I don't know how they gathered up the votes uh to 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 have a recall here but I tell you what it 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 smells fishy. I don't like it. All right, it 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 reeks of of um uh of just ill intent here. It reeks of thievery. Uh it reeks of deception. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that there's a recall vote. I don't trust it. I don't trust the recall vote. All right, uh, we will uh, wrap this up on the other side of the break. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. These are all real-world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Often, there are no symptoms, but left unattended, we become inundated with one health problem after another. It's time to fight back with Heal Right. Heal Right is a bar that you eat, but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Developed by world-renowned scientists and backed by 15 years of research, Heal Right is effective, but it's also delicious and works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. Step out of the statistics and use food as medicine. Visit HealRight.com/outloud or AmericaOutloud.shop 
and use the code OUTLOUD for 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. I want to highlight uh, again just the, the the importance of this statement that this judge has made, Judge Keene, where he 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 says that the, the plaintiffs their their grounds that this school board is not fulfilling the uh, constitutional. Um, mandate from California that, oh, let me see, what's the language here? I need to get this right. I need to get this language right. Uh, the California Constitution's assurance of a fundamental right to education. Speaking on critical race theory does not assure that the students in California will have a fundamental right to education. And this judge said, ah, not so fast. Quite the contrary. He said there's no, uh, quote, legitimate pedagogical concern uh, and would not be reasonably related to legitimate educational concerns. Uh, All right, so there's no education here. There's no legitimate pedagogical educational value here. And the reason... There's no educational value here is because it's not true. Critical race theory isn't true. It's a lie. If if you were to have a math class, say, you know, you've got third graders and you're teaching them addition, and you said to them, two plus two is seven, or two plus two is 23, or two plus two is 22, there would be zero educational value in that teaching because the teaching isn't true. If if there isn't truth in what you're teaching, then there's no pedagogical, there's no educational value in what is being taught. So therefore, this judge has come to the conclusion that uh, there's no pedagogical value in teaching critical race theory. Because it's a lie. Now, the other day, one day last week, I quoted to you from a book called The Liberal Arts Tradition, uh, written by uh, Clark and Jane, a philosophy of Christian classical education. On page 104, I, 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 I just want to uh, read this to you. One of the central features of Plato's vision for education was the belief in a transcendent reality, one that can truly be known, and at some level is intimately bound up in our knowledge of everything else. There is truth, and it is knowable. This is what Plato came to discover, that there's truth, and and it's knowable. 
And it's intimately bound up in our knowledge of everything. And we know it. We instinctively know it. But if we aren't teaching truth, then there's no value in, in what we're teaching. According to Plato, education, his vision for education was that, um, that, that there is truth and it's knowable. And that's what we have to teach. We have to teach things that are true, things that are good, things that are beautiful. That, that's what we have to teach. And I love that this judge has, he has called this out. I mean, he's saying there, there's, there's zero value in this because we don't teach lies to, to kids and call it education. And, and, and the fact that they're, they're, they're lying to students and saying that our founding was established uh, in, in slavery is a lie. Yes, slavery existed. But our founding wasn't established in and on slavery. Our founding was established in and on freedom. That's what we fought for. The, the, the founding fathers fought for freedom. They didn't fight for slavery. Um, I read to you the other day. I wish I had it in front of me. Washington's letter to uh, Lafayette, where he was praising Lafayette for buying property in, in France and freeing the slaves that, you know, that were part of the, the, the property of the previous owner. And, and Washington said, you know, I, I commend you for doing this. And it's my it's my desire that this whole idea and thought would be instilled in, in every American. Now, I'm paraphrasing. But that's what he said. Because he didn't fight to maintain slavery. He fought for freedom. And on his deathbed, he set his slaves free. Uh, but but you know anything that teaches other than that is a lie and if it's a lie then there's no educational value to it uh it, you know critical race theory is you know it's all about communism it's all about things that that communism teaches and and if we teach but by the way if if we teach that communism is better than capitalism we're teaching a lie. And therefore, according to, to Judge Keene, there's no educational value in that. There's an article somewhere. All right. Let me look at my stack. Uh, there's. Uh, it was an article that came out of Florida. Uh, here we go. Florida, listen to this. This is fantastic. Florida may require history of communism classes in public schools. Florida State Legislature is one step closer to passing legislation making education on the history, philosophies, and global atrocities of communism mandatory in public schools. Now, this is truth. You know, what Florida is doing, they're, you know, yesterday we talked about how they're, uh, they've got this bill that would bring chaplains into public schools. And now this other bill here, Senate Bill 1264, uh, would would uh, cause for schools to to be mandated to teach the the truth about communism? That's amazing. 
Uh, it was passed favorably, according to this article, passed favorably through the Appropriations Committee on Education February 20th, so just a couple of days ago, after several survivors of communist re regimes around the world, as well as children and grandchildren of survivors, testified to the atrocities they had endured. Holy cow, this is amazing. Uh, the, the bill is sponsored by State Senator Jay Collins, and it calls for the formation of a five-person history of communism task force within the Florida Department of Education by the 26-27 school year. Uh, so within three years. Uh, its aim would be to ensure the creation and integration of an age-appropriate curriculum focused on the history, the philosophies, and the atrocities of the communism uh, uh, regimes throughout the world. Holy smokes. Um, what this does is focus on the reality of communism. This is what uh, Jay Collins is saying. He's the bill's sponsor. To make sure that we teach, oh, here it comes, kids. All right, I got to read this in context. What this does is focus on the reality of communism to make sure that we teach the truth about it holistically through our educational system. Oh, because if you're not teaching truth, then there's no educational value to it. According to Judge Keene, oh, I just... I can't get enough of Judge Keene. Uh, okay, this article continues. According to a 2020 poll conducted by the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, 18% of Gen Z and 13% of millennials view communism as a system that is more fair than capitalism. Okay. Um, then these kids are lied to. The, the kids from from Gen Z and and the and the millennial generation they're being lied to, and therefore they're not receiving actual educational or pedagogical value. The article continues: thirty percent of Gen Z and twenty seven percent of millennials have a favorable view of Marxism. Oh, I can't believe this! What I'm about to read to you. And only 63% of both Gen Z and millennials believe the Declaration of Independence better guarantees freedom and quality over the Communist Manifesto. Now, uh, that number needs to be 100%. The fact that it's only 63% is horrible. The fact that 30% of Gen Z and 20% of millennials have a favorable view of Marxism Um. Okay, their their education, it was not an education at all. There's no value in it because they were lied to. There is no educational value if you're being lied to. All right, there's no value in learning 2 plus 2 is 22 because it's not true. And I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. I'm just busting out into rap formation here. Poetry is just all over me. All right, uh, James Arellano, 
was a political prisoner of the communist Sandinistas in Nicaragua. Uh, he uh, is at this um, this hearing here in Tallahassee, uh, and he says, uh, I have got away from one nightmare to land into another nightmare. He just arrived in America recently, and he's saying this is this is not good. He says, I think it's very important for this country to teach young kids what communism does, what communism takes away from you, and what communism does to your family, and what it does to your dreams. Many were holding back tears as they retold their stories. Michelle Lee Chen was seven years old in 1975 when South Vietnam was taken over by the communists. I was seven years old, 1975. She spoke about how her father, a major general in the South Vietnamese army, was sent to a prison concentration camp for 17 and a half years. Her brother was beaten in front of her and her mother and he was sent to a new economic zone camp where many died from brutal punishment, starvation, or illness. It took Miss Lee Chen and some of her family five attempts to escape by boat, while her father and mother stayed behind. Along the harrowing voyage, she recalled her sister nearly dying and being chased by Thai pirates. After being rescued by an oil rig, she said sailors of the Malaysian Coast Guard, who were supposed to transport her group safely to Indonesia, in, in Indonesia, molested pretty much every single woman on that boat. I can still hear the screaming, she said. And this is because of communism. Because they were they were trying to escape the atrocities of communism. You know, but today our kids are lied to and they're and they're told that that communism is fantastic. You know, we elect representatives in in New York and a senator in in wherever he's at, Vermont. You know that just praise communism, and we're being lied to. And then there's no value in in a lie. Uh, beginning with the twenty three twenty four school year, all high school students taking the United States government class are required to receive at least 45 minutes of instruction on the atrocities of communism from the Russian Revolution of 1917 uh, through the present-day totalitarian regime of Maduro and um, Chavez in Venezuela. Uh, this, yes, this needs to be happening not only in Florida, but this needs to be happening everywhere. Miss Lee Chen said, I believe that it's vital for the future generations to learn the truth about life under the tyrannical communist government after the fall of Saigon and to always honor the brave soldiers from the United States, South Vietnam, and our allies who gave so much to protect the ideals of democracy and freedom. These are the ideals that, that need to be taught. This is the ideology that needs to be taught. And this is what the school board in uh, Temecula Valley want to teach and what the plaintiffs in the lawsuit on that teachers union are claiming they're just the school board's ideology. That's all they want to teach. It's America's ideology. The ideology of freedom. 
Committee Chairman Keith Perry also recognized 12 others who appeared in support of the event, but waived their opportunity to speak. Democratic State Senator Tracy Davis voiced concern about the proposed five-member task force, three of whom would be chosen by the governor. I really, really would like for you as the sponsor and the carrier of, of this is very, very important piece of legislation to all of us that the members of the task force accurately represent a body and that they are not afraid to place accuracy and the truth of the matter. Uh, that's what she told Mr. Collins. The good, the bad, and the facts is what we need to be taught in our classrooms. Um, well, while Tracy Davis, the Democrat, is, is voted in favor of the bill, uh, listen, there is no good about communism. So the fact that you want us to teach the good, the bad, and the facts, um, just teach the facts. And there's nothing good about these facts, lady. Um, all right, so here we are, my friends. Um, you know, we started out with the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me. You know, we have to uh, we have to fight for freedom. And and this uh, it's continual. It will be continual. But what we have learned throughout the course of this program today is there is no educational value in a lie. And we must demand educational value for our students. That must be our demand. Uh, we need truth. Plato said there is a truth that's knowable, and that is our objective. That's the objective of education, to know the truth. Stop lying to us. Stop lying to our kids. Um, all right. Uh, I, I just I feel strongly about this. You know, get your kids in an education that's going to give them truth. Uh, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. All right, that's all the time we have for today. America, thank you for joining me. I love having you on board. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. <laughs>